Ooh, what would we do, baby, without us? Shalala. Hello and welcome to another very special episode of Alex P. Keaton is my friend. I'm your friend, Phil Vecchio, and on this episode we'll be discussing Season 5, Episode 13 of Family Ties. This episode was titled, Oh Brother, Part 1, and it originally aired on January 8th, 1987. And with me as always to discuss this episode is my very special co-host, Keith. Phil, how are you? I am excellent, my friend. How are you doing? I am also mostly fantastic. Mostly fantastic. Yes. Oh, we're in January. It's 1987. It's New Year, New Me. Like, I'm just, I'm pumped, man. I can't believe we made it to a new year. (laughs) Right? We're closing in on the end here, you realize. We are. And it's lucky number 13. It is. And a part one of a two-parter. Oh, I love two-parters, and I love the awkward freeze frame we got at the end of this episode. Oh, it's this, one of my favorites. Good. Oh. Yeah, Janelle was out at the grocery store, um, while when I, and I had to start watching it so I could make it on time to our recording. Mm, and mm-hmm. so she came in as, like, the last scene was playing, and, like, I mean, spoiler alert, but... The brothers are having a battle. They're yelling at each other. And then the wife comes in. Oh. And Janelle's like, wow, that was a really intense scene. Like, what did I miss? <laughs> <laughs> well, she missed a lot. So she probably yeah. should watch it. Definitely. Because it's a part two. So if she's going to watch it with me next week. Yeah. It'll help oh. to see the first part. I'm always curious. You know, she listens to us. She listens to, you know, our our thoughts and, you know, our, our comments. Like, if there's a moral to the episode. Does she ever come back at you and say, like... Really? That was what you got out of this one? <laughs> no. No, she mostly just laughs. <laughs> she says that we're really funny. I, I don't know. She's right. <laughs> I mean, I, I I like to think that may be true. Yeah. So Heidi actually, uh, she she was like, really? That, that, that was the moral you picked out of that whole episode, <laughs> you know, before we went on the summer break. I don't remember the episode anymore now, but uh, yeah, it was pretty funny. And she's like, okay, I feel like you missed the you missed that one. <laughs> Well, okay, next time that happens, tell her, Heidi, if you would like to take issue with what I said, please write to us at alexpkeatonismyfriend at gmail.com and tell us what your moral for the story would be. Well done, sir. I'm in awe. And she will be, too, when you come back at her with that. Yeah, I will. (laughs) Either that or she'll say, why are you talking so weird to me? (laughs) No, she's used to that. I mean, it's been 26 years, so... (laughs) Yeah, all right. Well, anyway, make sure that she writes into us, because we would love to hear from Heidi. We would. We would. I hear from her plenty, so. (laughs) Well, I'd like to hear anyway. (laughs) And when she hears this, I'm going to hear from her again. (laughs) It's the Heidi show. (laughs) This is going to be the way that I get her to write in, though, because she's going to have to defend herself. (laughs) It's good. Yeah. One of the advantages of podcasting is we have like a one sided platform and no one can say anything back to us unless they write in. <laughs> Although she does know when I record and she'll bust in the door like Kool Aid Man. <laughs> that would be fantastic. <laughs> it actually would be really oh, yeah. funny. <laughs> I take umbrage with what you said. <laughs> Man, you need to report back to us what Heidi says when she hears you say this stuff. I would I like to hear. All right, yeah. good. Well, we need to follow up there. 
<laughs> she'll probably just send a recording to you from her phone or something so that way you can uh, insert later. <laughs> you know, this is a good thing to mention. That is totally acceptable. If you're wanting to communicate with Alex B. Keaton is my friend, but you don't love to write, you could email us at alexbkeatonismyfriend at gmail.com and just include an audio clip. You can easily share that through your Gmail account. Ooh, that and would we'll be play an audio clip. Yeah. Yes. We'll oh. play your audio clip. We'd almost be like Jeopardy then, like when they play the uh, Daily Doubles and there's like a yes. video clue and everything. Send us your Daily Double videos, or audio. <laughs> yes. Well, video too, but I don't have a way to put the video into this. But I could steal the audio out of your video if that's easier for you. And then you could always post the video to the Facebook group. What's that's the true. name of that Facebook group, Phil? It is a group for the friends of the Alex P. Keaton is My Friend podcast. Wow, that'd be awesome. That would be fantastic. Lots of good ways to get a hold of us. Facebook, etc. Yep. Carrier pigeon. But not passenger (laughs) pigeon, because those were extinct in like the early 1900s. Oh, that's sad. So sad. They went the way of the dodo. They did. Man, what a sobering thought for a sobering episode. No, that was another episode with Uncle. Oh, yeah. That was, <laughs> that was a different Tom uncle. Hanks. <laughs> I'm getting the uncles mixed up. <laughs> oh, this is. I think the last time we saw this uncle, Uncle Rob, was uh, when Stephen went back home to move his mom. That is correct. Yes, I'll talk about it in the in the guest stars. But yeah, this is he's a recurring character. We have met him before. We will see him again. And I think he's been bulking up. He's been working out. I mean, like he was he was ready to party. Yeah, well, he's been going all those discos, you know. <laughs> In 1987, I'm not sure that that was the hot ticket anymore, you know. I think because he they were older that they were going to the, you know, because the kids seemed embarrassed that they were going out to discos, I thought. Yeah. So I think it's because they're older and that's what was cool when they were dating when they were younger, right? Mm-hmm. But at one point in the episode, they talk about how old they are and the brother we find out is 45. Yeah. That made me do a double take because I'm about to turn 45 in December. And have you been married for 25 years? Only for 20, well, 20, almost 21, you know, next year will be 21. Okay. I don't think that I look near as old as he does. I think he looks way older than 45. Yeah. Well, we found out like Steven is 40 and I'm like, okay, you're full gray. I mean, he looks older than 40. I just can't, 45 sounds... I think he's definitely older. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Sha-la-la-la! And let's stop dancing around and dance straight into that disco of talking about this episode. <laughs> I feel like a dancing queen. <laughs> that was an Apple reference. See that, Keith? Watch him. <laughs> turn. Turn, 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 turn. He is a dancer. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> ABBA. Yeah. We love ABBA. I like that TV show they used to do, Abba and Costello. Oh, yeah, yeah, and the candy bar, Abba's Abba's. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh-huh. They have the strawberry one, which I actually kind of like. Abba's Abba's are good. Yeah. They're kind of in that whole category with like a big hunk, those super hard, chewy, taffy type of things. Yep. I do love taffy. All right, Abacadabra. <laughs> Let's talk about this episode. Please do. (laughs) I think it's my turn, right? It's my turn to go over this thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally you. We open up the episode in the Keaton kitchen with Alex and Andy. And Alex, for some inexplicable reason, is teaching Andy how to, like, skin a can of food. Like, peel it (laughs) off in, like, a single sheet. 
And he says it's to like help him gain dexterity or something. Like I, I did never understand why, other than it's just fun to do. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for him to say like, you know, if you do this at the grocery store, they'll sell you the can for half off because they don't know what it is. Yeah. No, it's just he likes peeling this, the labels off of cans. Yeah. And it stuff. Was kind of a weird thing, but I mean, you know, I got it. Yeah. It was. It was fun. And this was our B story throughout the rest of the episode was peeling cans, which I think is probably one of the most like bizarre and creative B stories that we've ever had on this show. Like, oh, one hundred percent. I'd love to picture the writing room where they're like, "We need what's the B story? Peeling peeling labels off of cans. Let's let's put that in there as like a placeholder, and we'll come back to that. We'll circle around when we got the A story all locked in, and then it's like the night of the show, and they're like, "Wait, we still got the can thing in there." <laughs> I guess we gotta go with it We're going with it, guys We gotta write some dialogue to go with it now <laughs> So Alex is teaching Andy to peel the, the labels off of cans Elise walks in and she's none too pleased And Alex is like, no, it's fine We'll like write down what each thing was So we remember later And then he's like, look, this one is peaches And this one is peas And then he like looks back and forth And he's like, oh wait, or was this one peaches Or was that one peas And we already have a pretty big issue here with the cans <laughs> Yeah, it didn't take long for it to fall apart. No, no, that plan was it was destined to fail. I don't think they had like sharpies laying around to label them. No, no, not at all. <laughs> that would be the actual solution. Steven comes running in, and he has got the strudel because he's ready for Uncle Rob to visit, and he's got to have this special strudel for Uncle Rob, his brother, who's coming to visit. Like you said earlier, we last saw him when Steven went home to visit his mom, and uh, help her move and sell the house and all that stuff. And that one, if you remember correctly, was a real, like, serious one. There was a lot of flashbacks of when Steven was with his dad and, you know, his dad had passed away and stuff. And and there was a lot of family strife there. But the brothers kind of made up at the end of the episode. And when Mm -hmm. we see Rob here in a little bit, like, they're, they're on good terms and stuff. So, but before Rob gets there, we have Jennifer and Mallory come through and they have sort of like a sea story that they've got running off on the side there that they're in their own world during this episode (laughs) they're coming in and they announce that they're going to the mall to get their blood pressure checked and everyone's kind of confused and mallory explains that there's also a cute paramedic who works there at the mall doing blood pressure checks and she wants jennifer to meet him so that's that's why they're going off to the mall yeah, she wants her kid sister to meet a guy who's a paramedic when the kid sister's in, like, uh, junior high. She's taller than everyone else. She is taller than everybody else. Her hair. And so was her hair. Her hair was even taller than While that. we're talking about Jennifer's <laughs> hair and stuff, did you notice her sweater in this episode? I think it was, like, came in a little bit later. Oh. It was fantastic. Oh, no, I did It was didn't. a big, like, bright, colorful sweater. And it had in, like, bold numbering, it had one over four, like, one-fourth or one-quarter. Plus one quarter, mm-hmm. which would be a half, I but it was like that. full, like the whole front of her sweater was this big one quarter plus one quarter. And then that would equal two quarters or one half if you reduce it. But we didn't get the answer to the equation there. So I don't know what that was, but it was quite a sweater. That's uh, interesting. And I guess that's the sweater that you wear when you're going to go meet a cute paramedic in the 80s, apparently. Yeah, he wants to get in on the equation. Yo, that was good. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, the girls head out. Well, I guess they cross over a little bit because Rob shows up and he is acting a little different. He's casual dressed and he's kind of 
real fun and fancy free, less formal than he normally is. Steven, I think, starts to notice that he's acting a little different. He's like, oh, hey, you know, I'm, I'm feeling good, and we don't know exactly what's going on. So a little bit later, Andy is back in the kitchen again, and, and Alex comes in, and now there's like a whole giant pile of cans. Bunch of them all peeled off. And Alex is like, whoa, whoa, what happened here? Like, I'm, I'm going to get in trouble. I, I taught you how to do this. And Andy tells him it was bad guys that did it, not him. <laughs> <laughs> so then they're trying to hide the evidence here because Alex doesn't want to get in trouble. And Elise walks in again. And <laughs> I love what they say because they were, uh, you know, trying to hide the evidence. And Alex is like, look, we're just going to come clean. We're hardened criminal can peelers wanted in every state. <laughs> We just can't help ourselves. Like, we're addicted to it, you know? <laughs> we're addic- And that's when they were both losing it. Both Andy and Alex are totally cracking laughing. Up. In fact, Elise said her line. I mean, you know, Meredith Baxter had to say her line twice because they were laughing so much and didn't, like, respond to her. It was a really great moment there. Oh, so good. So the girls, Jennifer and Mallory, come through again. And they're all excited because they were asked back to the mall to take glaucoma tests. So that was, again, the B and C story here. Just super weird in this episode. I love it. (laughs) So bizarre and awesome. (laughs) So they head out to go back to the mall for their glaucoma tests. (laughs) Steven and uh, Rob are hanging out in the kitchen. You know, after bantering a bit, Rob says, you know, I got something to tell you. I've been meaning to tell you, Steven. And he reveals the bombshell that he and his wife, Maureen, are separated. They've been separated for a little while and... Steven is just devastated when he finds this out. They've been married for like 25 years and, you know, he's just shocked that this is going on. He asks about like, what's happening with their kids. Their older daughter apparently has moved in with a family like on a boat on Lake Huron and is fishing yes. with them. Uh, which yeah, The fishing's really good. The fishing good. is great. So that was weird. And I, I mean, I get the feeling that like maybe she's 18 or something. So she was ready to move out. Although, I don't know if she really is living in a boat on Lake Huron. That was weird. And then they're, they're <laughs> younger, so they have an 11-year-old, and that's going to be tougher. And so Steven's just, like, super devastated and upset about this. Elise comes in, and she also hears the news, and she's just super upset. And to top it all off, we find out that Rob got a date with a girl on the plane that he met on the plane on the way over. Yeah, just some random he met, you know, on the flight. Yeah, and they're just, like, they're so upset. So a little bit later, well, he, he says that she's going to come over. He's going to go out on a date. So a little bit later, the uh, the family's in the living room, and they are, you know, Stephen and Elise kind of tell them what's going on, that, that uh, you know, their aunt and uncle are separated, and they're all, everyone's just so upset. And uh, Alex in particular, because he really looks up to his uncle, and he's, like, shocked because he's, like, he's... He's a Republican. Republicans can't get separated. And <laughs> Elise points out that Ronald Reagan was divorced. And, he, and Alex is like, he was a Democrat at the time. So <laughs> <laughs> It's when he was an actor, so it's okay. Yeah, that's right. right. <laughs> so, and then this brings us to my absolute favorite lines of the entire episode. Because then Jennifer and Mallory chime in. And Jennifer's like, yeah... You know, half the kids in my class are their parents are separated, and she's like, "I guess this is just the separation decade." And Mallory just deadpan, like she's she's just like chiming in on this like super important issue. She's like, "Separation, sushi, and designer jeans—that's the '80s." 
<laughs> Which is just phenomenal. And it's so great that like they're commenting on this decade because they're getting closer to the end of it. And we think of the 80s as this distant thing, but they're already like looking back at the 80s when that looks like. And to them, at least to Mallory, Separation Sushi and Designer Jeans. I wonder what Designer Jeans were uh, available back then. Like Jordash maybe or Sassoon? Or? Uh, yeah, well, I mean... Bugle Boy came out a little bit later, right? <laughs> yeah. Nobody touches my Bugle Boy. Didn't you work at a Bugle Boy? Isn't that what I remember? Me? No, I worked at Miller's Outpost. Oh, Miller's Outpost. That's right. <clears throat> yeah. Maybe I wasn't cool enough to work at a Bugle Boy. Was a Bugle Boy a, a store also? Not that I'm aware maybe of. Maybe that was just the brand. Okay. Yeah. I knew you worked at a pants place or something. Like a place you could buy pants. Yeah. I just got the wrong brand. <laughs> that sounds really creepy the way you say that, though. I know you worked place. at a pants place. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Gee, those, thanks, Phil. Those that 80s sounds like a real creeper. Pants places. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of those 80s pants places. That's the 80s. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, anyway, the family is just, they're all worked up over this. And Kathy shows up. Kathy is his date and she comes to the to the door and she's like hi I'm Kathy Brady I'm here for Bob and Steven's like oh no his name is Rob and she's like oh the guy I met was Bob this is the Keaton house right and so I think he's going around introducing himself with a different name either that or she just doesn't know him very well but it right. seems like throughout the episode she's sticking with Bob and he's okay with it mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> Rob comes downstairs and he tells them all they're going out to a hot disco and he invites the family, you know, the, the adults to come out. And Steven's like, no, that's okay. I think we'll stay home and make some tapioca. <laughs> <laughs> this goes back to our tapioca chat last week. Right? We were just you talking like tapioca. about that. So gross. I love tapioca. Nasty. I really would like to go get tapioca at George's. Well, I would rather eat tapioca than go to a disco. So. <laughs> nah, that's probably, I would agree with that for sure. <laughs> I just love that oh. their excuse was they're staying home to make some tapioca. <laughs> <laughs> so nasty. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, they go out on a date. A little bit later, Alex is talking with Andy again about the cans. And he's just he's like, Andy, mom needs peaches. We got to figure this out because she got the peaches for this recipe. And she's like upset. So we got to figure out what we're going to do. <laughs> this this will come back again in a little bit, but you know, again, the family comes into the kitchen and they're all super upset. Stephen is so upset, and the kids are just really concerned what's going on. They say that he just doesn't handle separations well. He still hasn't gotten over when the Supremes broke up. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and meanwhile, Rob walks in. He's been out jogging, and he's like, "Hey, what are you guys talking about? You're talking about me?" And he. He sits them all down. He's like kind of aggressive about it. Makes them all, you know, he's coming after them for being upset at him. He's like, you guys just got to understand, you know, and everyone's just just so upset about it. Except Andy, who's like, who's Aunt Maureen? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Stephen and Elise come in then as they're talking loudly about what a terrible thing it is. And Rob's like, oh, you're talking about me? And they're like, no, 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 no. And so eventually everyone kind of realizes that they've been, you know, kind of hard on him. And Elise is like, look, let's um let's do something. Let's try to make it more comfortable. Let's invite Kathy over for dinner. And so they agree that they're gonna do it. 
And we cut to dinner that night, and Alex is before Kathy comes over. Alex brings out the giant bowl of vegetables he's prepared, which is called <laughs> Everything But Peaches, because they had to open all the cans to find the peaches for the recipe. And it's just a disgusting, like, big bowl. But he's like, Yeah, if you put some salad dressing on it, it's not that bad. He really brings it to life. He's <laughs> yeah. all right, ladies. And the girls are all, Mmm, so uh, good. Yeah, sounds good. Anyway, Rob comes down. There's sort of some. Heated discussion. They call him Uncle Rob Bob. Steven's just... <laughs> Bob. You know, as Kathy comes over, you know, just the conversation gets a little more and more heated. Steven just really cannot come to grips with them being separated and with Kathy being there. And eventually, Elise, she asks if Steven will go talk to her. And then he's like, no. And then Kathy asks Rob to go talk to her. And she's like, no. And then Kathy and Elise wind up going to the kitchen. And all the kids go with them together to get out. Of this awkward oh, yeah. situation. Steven and, and Rob just go at it. They're just so upset. Rob talks about how, like, he was promised that this American dream, this, his parents told him that, you know, if you get this job and you have a wife and kids, you're going to be happy. And he just, he's not happy and he deserves to be happy. And it's just, it's really, really intense. And, you know, Steven is just coming after him about, how he changed his name. He's like, I want to know if I'm talking to my brother Rob or Disco Bob. It's just <laughs> starting to come to a head. And then we get a knock at the door during their argument. And guess who it is? Maureen, Rob's wife he separated from, walks in. And Steven's like, oh, Maureen, we were just talking about you. And she's like, I'll bet. And then we get a freeze frame. And did you see the look on her face in the freeze frame? She is so mean looking. Like, she's murdering somebody. Yeah, because he was acting like this is a, you know, happy decision that we've made. We've both decided on it together. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, it's, it's going to be it's going to be fine. And everyone's it's, everyone's going to be happier out of this. And it does not seem like that's the case. Well, I don't think they no. both have the same opinion on it. <laughs> Only the daughter's happy because she's living with a Vietnamese family on a houseboat. <laughs> on, on a houseboat <laughs> in Lake Huron. <laughs> and she gets to fish every day. <laughs> <laughs> Fishing's great. <laughs> Uh. And Stephen goes, oh, I bet. (laughs) (laughs) So it's such a, like, bizarre, like, mix of tones where we have, like, this real intense A story about Rob being separated and the family just so upset about it. And then peeled cans and weird trips to the mall for a visit to the cute (laughs) paramedic. Well, I mean, you know, you got to take your eye health seriously, too. So, you know, that glaucoma test was probably very important. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it was good for their personal lives, too, because neither one of them has had glaucoma that we know of. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> you really should take that seriously. Yeah. Sha-la-la-la. We had three guest stars that we need to talk about. Oh, yeah. We'll start off with the most obvious one, which is Robert Keaton, the brother, played by an actor named Norman Parker. And like you mentioned before, we have seen him on the show before. Just that one episode when we were up at Steven's house. Well, you know, Steven's mom's house. So I won't go through, like, you know, his entire filmography at the moment. But just to kind of refresh your mind, he has done a lot of, like, you know, TV shows and one-off things here and there. Like mm-hmm. Touched by an Angel and Party of Five and Beverly Hills 90210. Tons of stuff like that. But he did do a few movies... 48 credits overall. So, you know, he's he's been he's been fairly active, but he did do 5 episodes of Family Ties. This is his second of the 5. 
The next one will be part two of this sure. one. So that yeah. counts. And then he's actually in another two-parter in season six. What? So we will be seeing oh. him once again. That's exciting. So we'll keep an eye out for him. Yeah, another another Rob Disco Bob. <laughs> another Disco Bob appearance. I do love Disco Bob. That was hilarious. <laughs> so then we have Kathy. Kathy is the date that he met on the plane that he's already going out. And such a weird time to like be dating when he just came to visit the family for like a week. Like, why are you dating then? Right. Seems kind of weird. When they're dancing every night, dancing the night away. Do you think they were dancing on the ceiling? Ooh, is that a is that an ABBA song too? No, it's Lionel Richie. Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. Yeah, that's right. Well played, sir. <sighs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> that was, that joke was pretty Richie. Mm, oh, Just like uh, every time they played one of his records, he got a little more Richie. <laughs> oh. Yes, he did. (laughs) All right, Kathy was played by an actress named Wendell Meldrum. Wendell Meldrum. That's a handle. That's quite a name. Fantastic. Wendell. (laughs) Wendell, yeah, W-E-N-D-E-L, Wendell Meldrum. Let's see, she has 50 acting credits. Most recent was in 2014. Looks like a lot of TV shows that I'm not, like, super familiar with. Like, Saving Hope. I don't know, Partners? I don't know, that's a movie, I guess. But she was in 40 episodes of a show called Less Than Kind, which I've never heard of. No, I've never heard of it. Seems like a, that was from 2008 to 2012. Less Than She was kind. in A Mighty Wind, the Christopher Guest movie, which I absolutely love. Okay. This was like, you know, a follow-up to Waiting for Guffman and Best in Show. A mighty wind, a mighty wind is blowing across the land and across the sea. It's blowing peace and freedom. It's blowing equality. Mighty wind. Have you seen this, Keith? I have not, no. Have you seen any of the Christopher Guest movies? Uh, I saw Best in Show. Best in and Show. And I saw Spinal Tap. Spinal Tap, okay. But yeah. not Mighty Wind or Waiting for Guffman. No, no, sir. Um. Oh, my. <laughs> All right, get your list out for <laughs> Filmix Keith Watch Movies. <laughs> We're just going to add them both on there. Mighty Wind and Waiting for Guffman. These are essential watching. Essential? Essential, especially Waiting for Guffman. I mean, Janelle and I practically got married because of that movie. I do remember hearing you guys talk about it on Mandarian Orange Show. In fact, yes. recently, like a couple of episodes ago. Yeah, because we just watched it with our kids. In college, we did a dance routine, like a lip sync thing. They called it mock rock, you know, where everyone like picks a song from a movie or something and you do like a lip sync contest. Oh yeah. We did it to the songs from waiting for Guffman, which at the time, like no one had seen and there. The whole premise is that there's like this local theater company that's doing a local production and they're all terrible actors. And so all the songs are awful. And we, so we were doing all these awful songs. Everyone else is doing like, you know, Michael Jackson or these like, but you know, in sync choreography or whatever. And we were doing like just these awful songs. Nobody got it. It was horrible. And it was like the best time we ever had. So, Oh my gosh. I bet just a look on everybody's faces when you were doing it. And they're like, what is going on here? They gave out prizes, you know, there was like the best one, but they also had like best costume or best choreography or whatever. We were the only group that night that did not get any kind of award whatsoever. <laughs> That's so sad. And it was it was great. But the best part is if you go back and watch the video, 
I, I edited together all the songs out of the movie for the audio part. Mm-hmm. And in the movie, you know, they're performing the songs live and the people in the movie love it. And they're like applauding and laughing and stuff. Uh-huh. So in the audio, I left in all the applause and laughter so that <laughs> if you watch the video now, it sounds like everyone's super into it. But just because it was on the recording. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny and sad. Yes. Yeah, see, and you don't even know the movie I'm talking about. So you have to watch it. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I didn't see that. It's okay. It's all right. It's on your list. Phil's Is it gonna a make mighty wind? Because there's a, a couple of different wind. kinds of mighty winds. A mighty wind is blowing across the land and across the sea. Yeah, it's a mighty wind. <laughs> All right. It's on the blowing list. Peace and freedom. It's blowing equality. So she was also in two episodes of Seinfeld. Which oh, wow. Is, I mean, you know, for me, that's really big. She wow. was in the puffy shirt, which is the one where Jerry's got to wear like this pirate looking shirt to be on yeah, the, the white show. puffy shirt. Yeah, I yeah. remember that one. I've I seen don't want to be a pirate. That one. Yeah. <laughs> And then she was also in the finale as the Low Talker. Oh. Which is the same character that she played in that, but they just call her the Low Talker. Okay. That's the whole reason he got in the pirate shirt in the first place, is that she muttered so much he agreed to wear it on TV and didn't realize he did. So, anyway, that's Kathy. She's the Low Talker. I, I don't remember that part, so I just remember the puffy shirt. It's a good one. It's one of my favorites. I don't know that I ever watched the finale on that show either. I remember them being in jail. And it was really a letdown. Everybody was mad. That's the finale, yeah. Yeah, America was let down. Yeah, it's, you know, it's divisive. Sure. It's not, like, the best. But, you know, I think they did well for what they did. And they totally did a makeup one on Curb Your Enthusiasm where they did, like, a reunion show on Curb Your Enthusiasm as a show within the show. Really? it's phenomenal, and it's it's like the best finale they could have ever done. So they made up for it with that. So that's on my list of um, TV shows to watch because I've heard it's really, really good, and it came back. You know, I guess it took like a 10-year hiatus or something. There was a long gap, but it's the last several years they've been doing them every year. But, yeah, there was a, there was a gap for a while. It's great. Don't watch it around the children, but it's great. No, no, no. Yeah, it's an HBO show. It's so. an HBO show, yeah. Yeah. But this is her one of two appearances on Family Ties, the second one being part two. Oh, I was just going to say, man, she never came out of the kitchen? <laughs> no, no, she does come back out of the kitchen. Okay, phew. <laughs> so that's Kathy. We will see her again on the next episode. Don't worry. And then finally, we got just a little peek at Maureen. We are definitely going to see more of her in the next episode. Maureen, of course, is Uncle Rob's wife, played by an actress named Julie Cobb. She has 91 acting credits. Oh, wow. Her most recent thing was 2020, so she's still been acting fairly recently. Looks like a lot of indie films in recent times, but she was also in TV shows like ER, Chicago Hope, Lois and Clark, The Adventures, uh, whatever that's called, New Adventures of Superman. Superman, yeah. Beverly Hills 90210, Home Improvement. She kind of made like, you know, the the rounds. One episode. Oh, that's good. That's very good. <laughs> I made myself laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Impressive. Oh, oh, oh. Well, anyway, like she was also in a lot of stuff before Family Ties. And her first ever appearance in a show was in 1968 on an episode of the original Star Trek. Oh, so okay. She's like been around a long time. She did Brady Bunch and the Waltons and all kinds of stuff before she was ever on Family Ties. But here's the crazy part. This is her first of only two appearances. 
like oh, this right. and we part never two. saw her when Steven went back home. Right. She we never met her and she's the next half of this episode, you know, part 2 is her final appearance. So I don't think they stay together. I don't know. Little foreshadowing. <laughs> it could be. Although it's possible, I suppose, they get back together and she's off screen for his next appearance. Who knows? I think I know what's going to happen because they're not going to separate because that's just not the way the show worked in the 80s. You know? They have to fix it now. They figure out that they really did love each other and they just didn't. He didn't know. He forgot. All the family ties was known for like being on the cutting edge of certain you know issues and stuff. So... Pushing the boundary, huh? Mm. We will have to find out next episode. I can't wait. All right. Sha-la-la-la. Were there other jokes or bits of stuff you want to go over? Other funny parts or stuff I missed? <laughs> when Andy go, when Alex asked Andy about the cans, he's like, who did this? And Andy's all, bad guys. And Alex <laughs> is all, oh, well, <laughs> I'm the bad guy that showed you what to do. Oh, they just, their chemistry together is so good. They're great. He's, he's a really good kid actor. He is so good. He's good with all of them. He's good with Steven. He's good with Jennifer. I feel like he works really good with Jennifer. And I think we'll probably see more of that, hopefully, you know, in later episodes, because I hope that she gets a little more prominent. I remember her being more prominent in the show and we haven't seen that yet. I think we'll get more for sure. More yeah. than just going to get a glaucoma test. <laughs> oh. So when Alex is talking to the uncle, Uncle Rob, uh, Rob Bob, and Rob Bob. he's like, oh, you know, why are you disappointed? And he's like, well, I just, I guess I had an overly romantic view of accounting. And then he starts <laughs> to get like a little tear. <laughs> <laughs> and love, and love. Well, then as they're all talking about, you know, how the kids are feeling about the whole separation and Steven and Elise walk in. And so uncle Rob Bob is like, Oh, you know, we've got concerned and, you know, weird and whatever. And Elise goes, well, please add concerned and berserk. <laughs> Steven's all, well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he is carrying their wedding photo album. Yeah. Which, do you have a copy of your, either of your brother's uh, wedding photo albums? I do not. I mean, yeah. I could probably find some pictures on Facebook if I needed to in an emergency. Yeah. Well, I can't do that. I could actually find the video where I did the ceremony because I'm the one that married my brother and uh, his wife. That's right. But yeah, I don't think I could find like I don't even know if I have photos. I don't know. That's just that's a little odd that you would have your brother's wedding photo album. Right. I think, yeah, I would think so. I mean. I don't know. I I don't think any of my siblings have my photo album. They probably have a few pictures that they took. Sure. But then my my second favorite moment, you know, of course the first one is uh, Mallory's line. But my second favorite moment is when the family's all standing there waiting for the dinner to start. And Rob comes downstairs and they're all, oh, no, we're just getting ready. You know, it's the Keaton huddle. So (laughs) she puts her hands in and Mallory's like, oh, wait. And so she turns at the last minute and puts her hand in. They're all, break. Yeah, so they always do that before people come over. Before people come over, yeah, before they do dinner. And I thought, man, I'm going to incorporate that into our life. You got to do a huddle before you got guests come over. <laughs> exactly. All right, break. Oh, that was funny to me. Sha-la-la-la. I did look up, by the way, and there's no date. I can't find a birthday for Norman Parker, who was Rob. So oh. maybe that's why. Maybe he doesn't like make it publicly known. Interesting. Okay. Because they usually have, like, a birthday on IMDb. And there's nothing. there's no birthday. Yeah. 
So I don't know. Norman Parker birthday. Hey, do you know Google's 25 today? I did not know that. That's interesting. Yeah, it says it right here on my uh, screen as I'm Googling away. Huh. I mean, I do remember a time before Google when we used, let's see, Alta Vista was the one we went for a lot. Ooh, that was our okay. search search engine that we used. Although Dogpile became a thing for a little bit before Google. I don't remember that one at all. Well, supposedly Dogpile drew from all the other search engines. Like it searched the other search engines and gave you like all of them, you know. But then I think Google just searches everything and that was kind of their thing too. But for whatever reason, it became bigger. I don't know. But Alta Vista was definitely the one that got used the most in our family anyway, before Google. There is no birthdays on like any of these. You're right. Right? He's a mystery. Maybe his name is Edward Nigma. Oh, could be. But he's not wearing green outfit with question marks. Or is he? <laughs> Maybe he did. Well, I guess he is just a mystery then. But I also Googled before, like, uh, designer jeans in the 80s. Okay. So there's EJ Gitano, Jordash, Guess, oh. Gerbad, Sergio Valente, Chick, Zena, and Sassoon. Yeah, those all sound... Somewhat familiar. Yeah, they sound like jeans, huh? They don't have the, uh, gosh, what was the brand name they had at Kmart that was definitely what I was wearing? Uh, <laughs> yes, I know what brand that is. There, well, there's Wrangler. I definitely had some of those. That might have been like a Walmart brand. <laughs> what was the brand of Kmart? Gosh, I can't remember now, but I definitely had Kmart and Kmart shoes, too. I grew up in Big Bear, and there was not a lot of shopping options up there. No. So you can still buy stuff at Kmart.com, it says. Really? Yes. Wow. We still have a thing of gum that we bought at Kmart. (laughs) Oh, I hope you never chew it. No, I I had a piece today. It was not that great. No. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder why. Janelle, like, compulsively buys more and more gum. Like, we have a collection of gum. and, And it's, like, I chew gum. We all chew gum. Like, you know, sugar-free gum or whatever. But it's just like, she always get. I thought we were out of gum. I'm like, we have so much gum. I don't know why you're still buying more gum. And then she'll forget again and buy more gum. And I'm telling you, we got a tub of gum in the kitchen where it's like just full. Well, that's funny. We actually get gum on Amazon and it comes like every other month. We used to have to get it every month, but, you know, it's 15 packs. Wait, you use 15 packs of gum a month? Wait. You're yes. talking like a small little like five piece pack? No, a fifteen pack, I think it is. It's the cobalt. Wow. The five. But like Griffin used to take like probably two packs a week when he was going to school all the time. And then anytime I run an appointment, I pop gum. Right. Not I cannot find the name of the Kmart brand of jeans. I don't think it was ever recorded. No one wanted to remember. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wanted to know. Well, they had like a husky brand, I remember that. I know there was an Arizona something. I'm in a, their catalog from 1987 right now. It's on Reddit. Mm. Ooh, those plates are fire. Oh, <laughs> they got a lady in like a negligee on this. I'm like, what are you doing, oh, Kmart? Kmart. Blue light special. Getting saucy. Patio furniture's nice. Ooh, they had skateboards. Kmart had a lot of good stuff. They did. They did. Oh, Audio Sonic. They had a, a thing to hold all your tapes. <laughs> they had, like, the big heavy boom boxes. Man, those were the days. Yeah. I can't believe we don't have Kmart anymore. I know. I know. Rip. 
Rip Kmart. Is Sears like gone now too, or is there still oh, Sears yeah. left? Yeah, Sears is 100% gone too. Crazy. Circuit City? Where does everything go? Oh, I love Circuit City so much. I wish they would have lasted and Best Buy went out. I hate Best Buy. You don't think it's the best, but it's the worst buy for you, huh? Yes. Sha la la la. Well, let's see. It was such a like, again, such a like interesting mix of stuff. Yeah. Super funny and weird side story, and then like, the family was really intensely opposed to him being separated. Which I get. I get that it's hard. But the funny thing is, I feel like they never really talked about. Why? Like, Stephen didn't really ask him why, other than he was, you know, his dreams didn't come true. Like, yeah. I feel like he would have had a little bit more of a conversation. Like, what does Marine say about this? What arrangement did you guys make? Like, what led to this? You know, I mean, instead it was just such a, like, childish response to it, you know? No. Exactly. <laughs> this is when you can tell he's the younger brother. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Because who knows? I mean, maybe maybe she was horrible, or maybe it's uh maybe he is a bad guy and we don't know what he was doing. I guess we're gonna find out a little bit more on the next episode. Well, I feel like Maureen's about ready to drop some bombs. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think we're gonna get a whole new perspective on this whole Rob Bob thing. Rob Bob. Silly Rob Bob. Disco Bob. <laughs> That's a rom-com cousin. Which, by the way, I looked up Disco. Disco died in 1979-1980 at the latest because of Disco Demolition Night. So in 1986-87, they are not... There's, I mean, it says that they just changed it, the name to more of a, a dance music kind of thing. So maybe they just said Disco because you can't go, Oh, we're going to go to the club and we're going to dance because that wasn't a thing back then. And I wouldn't be surprised if they... Like, you don't hear the kids talking about going to a disco. You know, it's kind of a way to show that he's, like, an old guy dating now, you know. Mm -hmm. Sha-la-la-la! Well, I know this is part one of two, but did you get a moral for this episode? Are we reserving our moral for the end of part two? What do you think? So I'm cautiously optimistic, but I think Rob Bob's life choices have a funny way of coming back around, especially in a sitcom. It's going to bite him in the butt. <laughs> so it's not really a moral as much as it's just like, you know, like watch the decisions you make and the choices you make because everything kind of comes back around. You know, it's like a karma vibe. All right. Well, so what we'll do, we'll keep that in mind and we'll circle back on what the moral is after part two to see where they actually go with it. Maybe the moral should be like, hey, you're barely separated. Don't be going on dates. And if you're going to do that, like don't do it when you're visiting your family because it's just kind of right? bad timing. I think there are two sub-morals, though, that we should take away. One is make sure you get glaucoma tested. You know, oh, preventative yeah. health is important. And if you're going to peel a can, write on it with a marker so you remember what it is. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever done that? Peeled the can and then, like, you know, kind of just played, like, uh, roulette with the cans? I really haven't. Like, it was such a bizarre thing to me. Like, I just never... Never thought of that. Why would you do that? <laughs> yeah, I don't know that I've ever heard of that being done before. No. I mean, like, obviously, you know, you've, the label's fallen off every once in a while. You're like, oh, man, you know, I better use that or, you know, write what it is so I don't forget. Because then, you know, yeah. you're kind of out of luck. But, you know, I'm never peeling cans for fun. No, I don't. But 
then again, you're not a hardened criminal cam peeler. So <laughs> That's true. I guess we just can't relate, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I can relate. Oh. Oh. <laughs> well, I can relate to this being a really fun episode tonight, Keith. Thank you so much for joining me. Well, it's my pleasure, and I wouldn't miss this 80s fashion for the world. I would not either. 80s, separation, sushi, and designer jeans. That's our whole decade in a nutshell. That's it. That's the decade. (laughs) Well, thank you, dear listeners, for joining us. We really appreciate you guys, and we would love to hear from you. Once again, don't forget you can write to us at alexbkeatonismyfriend.com at gmail.com. Yep, yep. (laughs) That Gmail there. If they go to alexbkeatonismyfriend.com, then they will be able to uh, hit our contact form. Or they could go to alexbkeaton at gmail.com and just send us a direct email. Or they can also go on our Facebook group, which you know so much better than I do. Yes, a group for the friends of the Alex B. Keaton is my friend podcast. And of course, you can like us on Facebook while you're at it. Nice. Yeah, it's going to be an exciting next episode. We can't wait to find out what happens with Maureen and Rob. Disco Bob. Yep. Rob Bob. It's going to be exciting. And if you know the the brand name of the jeans from Kmart from 1987, can you please let us know? Because please let us know. Now it's going to bother my brain until I can find it. And the shoes, too. Like, I, if they're not the same company. Because I used to wear those shoes as well. Was it Pro Wing? Or no, that was... Uh, what was the orange shoe store? Oh, Payless? Payless, yes. Payless. I, they had Pro Wings. I didn't... That was... Uh, Payless was a little, little bougie for us back then, you know? <laughs> Oh <laughs> well, hopefully we can get some uh, some help there from our dear listeners. Yes. And please check back in with us next time to find out what happens with Disco Bob and Maureen. And we'll see you again for another very special episode of Alex Bikini is my friend. What would we do, baby, without us? What would we do, baby? Without us And there ain't no nothing We can love each other through What would we do, baby Without us Sha-la-la-la So if Masher... Um, Masher... <laughs> Masher... <laughs> <laughs>